Ladies and gentlemen, welcome on into Talking About Balls. I am Justin George, joined as always by Kyle Price. Kyle, what is going on? Uh, there's 41 days till Christmas, so I'm pretty pumped right now. Jesus, this this year has been a blur, and it's been about 41 weeks since we last recorded. So I feel we, like it has. It I feel honestly, like I think the NFL season was just starting the last time we talked, maybe. Close the, to. the entire sports world has come and gone almost. So many championships were handed out. Seriously, we missed a few. Like we were, I think three. Um, NBA, NHL. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I forgot about NHL. And, uh, honestly, MLB. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking, like, what am I missing? Is there a joke coming? <laughs> no, no, nope, that's, that's. I thought you were gonna be like chess or something funny. All nope. right, well, hockey's kind of up there in that category of sports we don't care about. Um, all right, so yeah, so as Kyle said, we'll start with the first one that finished off. That was the NBA Finals. As projected, I said one of the Los Angeles teams were winning a championship. You Lo did and behold, say that. LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, Asterix next to it? No, no I don't no? think so. Okay. I mean, I look at it as you can't fault the players. They just went and did what the league told them to do. Right, sure, so, sure. Okay. The only asterisk would have been if uh, the Houston Astros won a World Series or the Atlanta Braves. So since neither of them won... No asterisks for anybody. I think the asterisks would be that the Miami Heat made it to the finals because I think in a regular NBA season, they don't make it past round two. No chance. That was, I mean, it's tough to say because you look at that team and you go, were they as good as they played or did they just overperform and they were one of those Cinderella stories? Kind of like the Tampa Bay Rays. Sure. I look at them like in a normal season, did the Tampa Bay Rays make the playoffs? I mean, I, I think they were the one seed, so... I mean, they had a hell of a season, yeah, a half a season. But it was season. a short season, so yeah. They could have collapsed in the second half of the normal season. Yeah. 162 games, normal playoff circumstances. Do the Tampa Bay Rays make it to the World Series? It's tough to, tough to decide. It's one of those questions that you'll never know the answer to. Honestly. So, well, I guess we will next year, maybe, if they play a 162-game season. Yeah, doubt it. But yeah, <laughs> I, at, at this point, at this point I, I don't expect anything. Um, all right, so we are back. As Kyle said, the Los Angeles Lakers won the NBA championship, the Tampa Bay Lightning, correct? They won yes. the NHL, Tampa Bay Lightning won another Stanley Cup. Yes. Uh, I didn't, I'm not going to lie, I didn't really watch any of that. Not so. one single puck drop okay. that I take. take I'm, as I've stated in. on the show a million times, I am in. Uh, I am a Los Angeles Kings fan, and if they're not in the in the playoffs, I could give a fuck less. I, bu- I believe our producer, Sean, watched the NHL playoffs, but uh, he's currently not here, so he, yeah. he's not going to give his professional opinion on the hockey uh, playoff situation. Sean is actually he he won't stop celebrating the Tampa Bay Lightning victory. That's why he's not here today. He hasn't stopped. True. He's running he up is, and down the street right now. He's been on like a two month bender. I don't think he slept. He's just partying. <laughs> yeah. Tampa Bay Lightning fan. He uh, sleeps he next bleeds, to a puck every night. He bleeds blue. He sleeps on a puck. That's his <laughs> pillow. Actually, <laughs> he wears full goalie outfit to bed. Doesn't use a blanket. Um, and then the other championship, Major League Baseball. We didn't get a chance to really get into that. I think right when we recorded last, the playoffs were starting, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, because we went through our predictions yeah. for who we thought was going to win the World Series. Yeah. Did yeah. we write those down? I don't remember. We've we've meant to do so many things. Honestly. Let me see. I have the notebook This here. entire year has been off. Normally, we'd have all the NFL predictions going through. Yeah, we are very ill-prepared for things this year. It's More so because it's just, it's, yeah, it's hard to be consistent. It really is. Um. All right, I'm not seeing anything, so maybe we didn't write it down. But uh, I'm pretty sure you picked the Dodgers. I think I did. I don't know who I picked. It I wasn't the Dodgers because if you took them, I took somebody else. Yeah, so I got nothing here, but that's all right. Um, we'll start with the Indians. Uh, the Indians made the playoffs because of the the rule changes that Major League Baseball did this year. Otherwise, the Indians maybe would have been a wild card team. They squeaked in. They would have played the one game play in. Um. 
I don't even know who they would have faced. Off the top of my head, I don't remember the bracket. Would they have? It wouldn't have been the A's. I think the A's were the two seed. It would have been the Yankees. I thought. Maybe it would have been. Yeah. Yeah, it still would have been the Yankees. A one-game playoff. Yeah. Okay. And we yeah, well, we know how that would have no, went. I, how so. that turned out? Yeah. Um, the Indians they went into the playoffs. As you guys know, I'm a big Indians hater. Uh, Dolan hater, I should say. I love the Indians. I hate the Dolans. I love the team. I love the players. I obviously wish they had better players, but um, I I was, I don't know. I'm bitter about the Indians. I, I went into the playoffs expecting them to lose. I wasn't expecting anything out of them. Lo and behold, Shane Bieber, uh, he was lights out during the regular season. Best pitcher in baseball, hands down. First game of the playoffs, first time facing the Yankees in 2020. Gets shellacked. Absolutely smoked. Uh, it, he looked like a ghost of, you didn't even know who, you don't recognize the guy out there. How do you go from being the best pitcher in baseball all year to facing the Yankees once and getting shelled first game of the playoffs? And then it kind of made me think, which we'll brush on this later as we talk about the Cy Young, because obviously you guys all probably already know Shane Bieber was a unanimous Cy Young winner for the American League. But my, my, my thoughts or that's because he didn't face his normal opponents. And don't get me wrong, Shane Bieber's a good pitcher. I'm, I'm well aware of that. I know he was the All-Star Game MVP last year, which means he was an All-Star. He won the Cy Young this year. He's no fluke. However, when you only face your division for the most part, you know, 90% of our season was the AL Central, kind of makes me wonder if, if he were to have to have faced the Red Sox, the Yankees, the Tampa Bay Rays in regular season games, would his stats be as dominant as they were? No. And based off his one game against the Yankees in the playoffs makes me think I agree. Though it's hard to say because I think Bieber's one of those pitchers who adjust well. And I what I mean by that is he might play a team once, like the Yankees, earlier in the season and get say, smoked. get smoked, and then go back and know what he has to do and how to pitch right. it. Because he'd have to then he can scout that team better. Mm-hmm. He'll know what each hitter is, is capable of or what they want to do. Mm-hmm. So I can't really say, but I think he'd probably still have a good season. Would he have a Cy Young year? Probably not. Right. That's that's my thing. Again, I'm not I'm not knocking Shane Bieber. I'm not saying Shane Bieber's a bad pitcher by any stretch of the imagination. It's just regular season against regular opponents with of, regular travel. A lot of asterisks being thrown around this year for, for some... Just, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of thoughts, a lot of what-ifs. So, I mean, obviously, hopefully next year is a full 162-game season. Shane Bieber will get to face all of these opponents, and we'll actually get to see the truth. But, I mean, he gets the Cy Young. Congratulations. I'm happy for him, and it's good. looks good for the Indians. Another, another but, Indian getting yeah. there. So, but, which means by past record, he should be traded in two years. Or... Uh, a few. We we have more control. He's young. Oh well, I'm just. We'll get him to, for a few I'm arbitration used to us years. Us getting a Cy Young winner and he's gone in in a couple. No, of years. we'll have him for a few arbitration years. Um, but speaking of the Indians, really quick, uh, again, uh, as we mentioned, they they faced the Yankees in a three game series, got swept two games pretty quickly. Uh, game two obviously was a roller coaster of a game. It was up and down. Um, do I think the Indians would have won a game three? Probably not. So kind of a, a moot point at this stage. But uh, the Indians are in full tank mode now. It's over. Our window has officially been slammed shut. They, 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 terminate, they didn't terminate the contract. They, they rejected the options of Carlos Santana, yep. who had a bad year. Don't get me wrong. He wasn't that good this year, but still. He's now gone. Uh, they turned down the option of Brad Hand, who was honestly the best closer in baseball this year, statistically. Again, in a full regular season, would he have had the same dominance he had? Who knows? It's like the Shane Bieber effect, but either way, Brad Hand was the best closer in baseball last year, and 
He's gone. He is now a free agent. Cesar Hernandez, our second baseman, had a very good year. He won a gold glove. He is now a free agent because his one-year contract has expired. So a lot of key pieces. However, the Indians uh, still have Roberto Perez. Oh, good. We kept him. Good. Uh, at catcher. He, but did he win an award again this year? He won another Cy Young. Yeah. Or uh, 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 gold glove, I mean, sorry. It's not bad for a catcher to keep getting those gold gloves, though. It's not bad, but he missed a lot of this year. So it's yeah. kind of interesting that he won it, even though he was hurt most of the year. And, uh, I mean, behind the plate, or batting, I should say, not behind the plate. When he's batting, he is a complete liability. Absolutely. Last year, he was not. He was actually, he had his greatest year ever as a professional baseball player. Can't hide him very well if your leadoff doesn't still hit well. Exactly. And then uh, the other news for the Indians, they have come out and officially, the stories are out, I should say. They haven't said it. Uh, Frankie Lindor will be traded before the start of the next season. So, we saw the last of Francisco Lindor in an Indians uniform, I think, and I was kind of I was anticipating this to, to, to be the case. So here's a question though. So with Lindor's year that he had last year, do you still expect the Indians to get a haul for him? Yeah, of course. So what do you think they're going for? Are they going for picks? Are they going for talent right off the board? What do you what do you think they're going to get back? My guess is they're going to go for a, a couple a couple star uh, like major leaguers, a couple guys they could put on the the, the roster today. And then, yeah, the majority of it's going to be future players, you know, uh, prospects, things of that nature. So multi-team trade, probably? A couple teams involved? No, it could be one, but it could be, like, we're going to get five people for Francisco Lindor. Like, he's that good. We could pull that kind of a haul, and I, I could see that. Um, again, I would say maybe one good, one middle-of-the-pack major leaguer, so two of them, and then throw in three prospects, a couple top 100 players for from teams, something like that. I could definitely see that being the case. Um, it's going to be interesting right now. The, the rumors I'm hearing, the Mets are the favorites. I did hear that. You know, yeah. your buddy from New York, they're, I saw they're, a couple of his tweets are getting excited. They're loving life at the thought of Francisco Lindor being but who a would Met. We get, who would you want back from their team? So. I'm sure you looked this up already. I was actually getting some, hearing some stuff from people. Um, let me find it. I apologize for not being ready, but I never am. It's 2020. No one cares. Right. That's a good point. <laughs> So I'm hearing uh, Michael Conforto okay. is one of the names. Um, Nimmo and Prospects. This is the rumor I got. Conforto, Nimmo, and Prospects for Lindor. Gaining major buzz, blah, blah, blah. Um, Nimmo, huh? What are your thoughts? So, I mean, I think we get we get two outfielders right there, and that's been our weak link. So you get your starting Pretty center fielder, starting too. right fielder. Uh, Fran Mill stays at DH. You, you could put... I think I assume Josh Naylor is going to be moving to first base for us unless we pick somebody else up. How about a guy who kind of picked up a little bit at the end of the year? Naylor did okay at the end there. It was interesting to me how he was kind of a ghost for uh, since we got him in the trade, and then all of a sudden he started off his first playoff games. Like, what was he, 5 for 5 to yep. start his playoff career? Yep. <laughs> like, that's insane. He was our entire offense against the Yankees for the first game because yeah. we were horrible game one. If we can get that pr- production next year. I mean, yeah, if, we, if that guy can figure it out, that'd be great. So the rumor is, you know, he might be moving to first base, which then puts um, uh, Tyler Naquin in left field, which that, yeah, that makes me nervous. But again, these are all just rumors. This is what I'm hearing. The Indians could, could you know, make a completely different deal <clears throat> for Lindor. So you never know what's really going to happen. But right now the Mets are the uh, favorite. Be nice if the Indians went and signed that guy who still has an Indians hat in his uh, Twitter profile. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mr. Puig. Yeah. It's just know, so funny to me that he's still rocking an Indian hat in his little Twitter profile, but he's not on the team. What I think is funny about that, this is just me personally, I was thinking about it the other day. Don't get me wrong, I understood Trevor Bauer had to go. He was a nutcase. 
Free agency was looming. The Indians needed to he's get a Cy haul. Young winning that case. Now he's a Cy Young winner. So yeah, we traded a future Cy Young winner to the Reds. And in return, we got, uh, I mean, it was a multi-team deal with the Reds and the uh, the, the Padres. We got Fran Mil Reyes, who's still here. Uh, we got a couple pitchers. I don't even remember who the fuck we got, to be honest. And then we got <clears throat> Yasiel Puig, who we got a half-year rental out of and who did not play a single game in the 2020 season. So we traded a future Cy Young pitcher for a DH, basically, and a, a, a decent DH. He's not even that good. Yeah, and uh, that's just for like, a front office that we all claim that we love and respect. And they they always make good moves. You bit. have to trust them. Same thing with uh, with the Corey Kluber. Don't get me wrong, Corey Kluber did not do anything in Texas. He had a bad year. He was hurt. Maybe the Indians needed to get rid of him. Maybe maybe the return wasn't going to be as good as Indians fans had, would have hoped. But you trade for a guy who immediately fails a drug test and gets suspended for the entire 2020 season in Emmanuel <laughs> Classe. But he'll be back next year. He should be. He's a power-throwing bullpen lefty. Um, but again, just funny to laugh at these trades. And then you got uh, Delano DeShields, who you know was he didn't do much this year. If anything, he really hurt us because in the playoffs he had some blunders and slip and falls and shit like that. Yep. So just funny to look at, like, you know. I know a lot of people that defend the Indians as being one of the best-run organizations in baseball, which they are. <clears throat> they always know how to replenish the well. But there's going to come a time where, you know, I want to see a win. It's, it's Kyle, I'll let you, this is going to kind of translate to what you were asking me earlier. Go ahead and ask me that question that uh, you heard on the radio the other day about the Browns. Oh, the Browns. Okay, so the question so, posed. Sorry, really, really quick. We're not changing the subject. We'll get back to baseball. I just want, this is these two correlate to me. Okay, so the posed question, my drive to work the other day. Um, was a just at face value question. If you could choose as a fan, um, you could have one or two options. You can either, as a Brown team, go to the playoffs, or you could be the reason why if at the point we play the Steelers again, they're 15-0, and 0, and we beat them. So we can either beat the Steelers to prevent a perfect season, or you can choose to go to the playoffs. And what, what, which would you want? So the response, my instant response is, playoffs immediately not even i don't even need to think about it but you would be surprised to hear that the four calls i heard them take back to back to back to back all said i'd rather beat the steelers and i almost drove my car off the fucking 480 bridge so when kyle asked me this question immediately my first question because you know i'm a i'm a thinker was all right well are we making the playoffs regardless of that win and he said no no no, just throw that out the window those mean nothing it just basically you either make the playoffs or you ruin the Steelers season you can only have one I'm like okay I understand it it's like a Highlander situation there can only be one correct so (laughs) you're gonna be a nice nice one so I immediately am like okay playoffs that's a no-brainer but then I started thinking about the Indians and I get into arguments with with fans all the time where playoffs are playoffs are enough that's all they care about make the playoffs. They don't give a shit about the championship. It's, hey, we're good enough. We'll make the playoffs in a couple of years. That's it. And it's like, well, we didn't win anything. So what's it matter? Well, you know, we're a small market team and there's just a lot of those excuses where I'm just kind of like, are we really Cleveland of all cities that's been in a championship drought for so long until the Cavs broke that a few years ago? Other than that, though, you mean to tell me you're content with championships? There are fans that are literally like, oh, I, I don't care about the Indians winning a championship. They're good. They replenish. They'll make the playoffs. That's all I need. And then and same thing with the Browns. Now you get a question where it's, can you just make the playoffs? And even the fans are like, nah, we're good. We'll just beat the Steelers. Like, how, what the fuck is wrong with people? Why, That's our fan base when do right people, there. When did people stop caring about winning? Like, don't get me wrong. The playoff scenario for the Browns, I understand. You're not guaranteed a Super Bowl. However, 
you got to get in the dance to have a chance. Mm-hmm. So you at least have better odds to win a Super Bowl by making the playoffs. Who gives a fuck about a regular season game? I, I, I won't even remember the regular season if the Browns make the playoffs, honest to God. So it's it's funny because you know I'm now I'm thinking back to how our you're conditioned as a fan ment- mentally. So back when LeBron was here, we didn't care about making the playoffs. We didn't care that we we're going to get to the finals. It was championship or nothing because Correct. we knew we were making the playoffs yeah. and we knew we were making the finals because yep. we made the finals what five straight years in a row or four straight years four. in a row four. with him here. So it was it wasn't even playoffs finals. We knew that was going to happen. It was championship or nothing. Mm-hmm. So as an Indians fan, that's where the Indians fans now are conditioned themselves. It's like okay. We're going to make the playoffs. If we make the playoffs, I feel good about us because yeah, that means I'm, we had I'm a good. successful year. But we're never going to win the World Series because look what happened. We get to the World Series, yeah. and boom, we got We've smacked with the 3-1. unsuccessful. Exactly. So now the Browns fans are conditioned to even A, let's get a win. If we get one win, yeah. that's a successful season. Right. Okay, now we got one win. If we get five wins this year or six yep. wins, that's a perfect season. Now it's like... Hey, could we go 500? Yeah, Whoa. Right, exactly. Now we're happy with 500. So now we're in that mentality of like, well, fuck, we already got our ass kicked by the Steelers this year. Mm-hmm. Now that's why I think these fans are like, no, fuck that. I want we, revenge. We want revenge. Yeah. We want to beat the Steelers so they don't go 15-0. And I can tell you right now, if the Steelers are 15-0 going to that last game, they're not going to care. Right. Mike Tomlin's not the coach to be like, I want a perfect season. He's going to be thinking about what? championships he's going to bench certain players to make sure they're healthy and you know what if he loses to the browns and goes 15 and 1 who cares he's number one seed in the playoffs and, and he's that's the probably... only the only seed that gets a bye this year yeah and the he's, new, he's gonna get a bye he'll yep. get he'll ro- he'll coast through to week two and probably have some shitty matchup against some team that got lucky in round one and now he's now he's one win away from world's uh, uh, a super bowl yeah so. um so yeah i mean that's just kind of where i'm at i am a Obviously, win mentality. That's all I care about. Sure. Winning, winning, winning championships. Yeah, you take losing pretty bad. I, I fucking, I lose my mind. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the thought of like, like I got into an argument with some people the other day about the Indians, where I was talking about how shitty they're going to be next year. I'm like, you know, we're getting rid of Lindor. I'm like, this team is going to fucking blow. And they're like, oh, we'll be fine. You know, we'll we'll compete. We'll a couple of years. We'll probably make the playoffs again. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't want the playoffs. I want a fucking championship. I don't give a shit about a. A division pennant getting hung up in right field or wherever. I want a fucking championship flag. I don't care about anything else. Making the playoffs and losing is an unsuccessful season. The only way to have a successful season is to win the last game of the year. And that's because it's the fucking, you're winning the World Series. Win your final game is a successful season. If you're in the playoffs, assumingly, if you right, sure. If you're, you're if, if you're if you're already eliminated and you win the last game of the year, then that's obviously means oh, and, nothing. Oh, and fifteen going into the season, you win that one game. Yeah, but it, it's strictly to me, it's a championship or bust. Like there's sure. a lot of fans, even with the Browns, that are, you know, when I guess we can move on from baseball if you're okay with that. Oh, you're, that's fine. you're good. So we'll move on to the Browns now. The Browns are five and three. Um, they're a a very up and down team. They've looked great at times, and they've looked pretty bad at times, and then they've looked middle of the pack. Uh, A lot of that, to me, is on Baker. I think Baker has been very up and down this year. I know his stats look good on paper, but you got to think five of those touchdowns did come against the one game against the Bengals. Um, So I think his current numbers are like 15 and 7. I think he has 15 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, if I'm not mistaken. I'm going off the top of my head. So again, five of those touchdowns were one game. So let's just take away that Bengals game. I know you. I know it's 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 an official stat. It's done, but you know, let's just say ten and seven, ten touchdowns, seven interceptions ish. Maybe ten and six because he threw an interception to in that game. That's too. right. He's, yeah, that's how Odell fucking blew his knee out. Forgot about yep. that one. So, so even then, like ten and six for his his statistics, or we'll even give him the fifteen and seven. That's fine. I can live with that. But 
Are you blown away by Baker so far? Are you ready to give him that fifth-year option, give him that new contract, all all the things that go with a franchise quarterback? Because me personally, I'm not. I am very skeptical. I've been a Baker critic. And to be honest, he hasn't shown me that he's going to take us to the promised land. You and I are on opposite sides of this equation when it comes to Baker because mm-hmm. you you don't like Baker. Or you I love him. Baker. I want Baker to be great. I, I'm... Here here is why I, as a Browns GM, am giving Baker that fifth year contract for a couple reasons. One, you already went out there as a GM and you put it out there known publicly in the last couple weeks that you're not 100 percent sold in Baker. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason, and, and I think you do that for a couple reasons. I think the biggest reason you do that is because you know who you have at quarterback. You know you have a kid who is nothing but driven by trying to be or proving people wrong or whatever he is. Mm-hmm. So if you go out there and say, well, absolutely, we're going to give Baker the fifth-year option, then you start, then Baker's like, well, I have nothing to be worried about then. Right. But I think by going out there and saying, um, I'm not sure. We'll talk about it when we get to it. Baker's doing what he needs to do right now. He's doing what we're, at, we're asking of him. Um, and I'm not, I'm not sold. I'm not going to answer that question. You now light, uh, maybe a light of fire, whatever you want to say, mm-hmm. but you tell baker in less than many words that look we're not sold on you so you need to prove yourself now you can go and give him that fifth year option Mm -hmm. knowing he's still almost like you need to prove it to us that we're going to keep you around past this point and i think that's what's going to drive him to be a better quarterback you're never going to get i don't think baker's ever going to be the elite status i think you have you have your tom brady's you have your aaron Rodgers, you have you know your your uh, mccombs and stuff like that but baker is that tier two to three tier for me he's right in the middle I think that if you have the right pieces around him, Baker, and the right offensive scheme, and we've seen, I think the offensive scheme that he's in right now is the scheme that he needs to be in. Right. I think this is what favors Baker, mm-hmm. and we're seeing that he's he's doing he's better he's better at doing things this year than he's been in the past. Mm-hmm. I think that if he continues to build into that, he's going to be the quarterback you need him to be. But he's not going to be – he's going to be your Phillip Rivers of, of the Browns. He's going to be that quarterback that's going to win games when you need him to win games, but keep you in the games you need him to keep you in, and everything else around him is going to win you those games. Mm-hmm. I do give him that fifth-year option because right now I'm not going to pull him out and try to slot someone else in there. I think that he is the quarterback at least for the next four to five years for us. That's my opinion. I respect your opinion. You're going to disagree. I, uh, I mean, I won't even say that I disagree. I'm just, I'm I'm spoiled, I guess you could say, to where I, again, I want to win more than anything. So the thought of Baker being a mediocre quarterback, like you said, like, you know, he's in the middle tier quarterback. Well, that's, kind of, that's what I'm seeing right now. Which, I mean, which, not yeah, he doesn't I agree go with like that. that. But yeah, my thing is he's in year three. He hasn't really shown a major progression in his career at all, to be honest. He's been pretty average. You know, he makes the same mistakes here in year three that he was making his rookie season. Um, but he's had three years, right. three different directions of three people telling him to do something. Right. And if anything, Baker's fault is he listens to who's above him. Mm-hmm. You know, if, you know, whatever. Freddie Kitchens last year said, no, I want you to run this offense. I want you to roll this way, do this, do that. So he listened. The year before that, he listened to someone else telling him to do something different. Now, this year, he's listening to someone else that's better suited for him with his the play actions, the rolling out to the left. I mean, Baker's the best quarterback, and, I, and this is stupid. Mm-hmm. But he, I think he's the top-rated quarterback when he's throwing on the run. Yeah. When he's on it, on the field, he's, breaking yeah, out, he has the or, highest... Yeah, rollout. Yeah, the rollout passes. He's the, the highest-rated quarterback in the league right now because that's just what fits him. Right. Because his accuracy, as much as we hate on it sometimes... 
maybe he's not the perfect act, but he is a really really high accurate quarterback and you see that on the run i don't see any other than maybe mahomes yeah who can close his fucking eyes and hit somebody down the yeah thing. he can throw it back behind his but back what i'm saying is i think it's i think this is what he needs for him and i think it's stefanski's here to stay for a while from what i'm seeing i think stefanski mm-hmm. has this locker room locked down mm-hmm. and i think that this is what's going to give him the progression that you need and i think baker second half of the year you're going to see better things out of him hope i'm probably gonna be proven wrong next week or even tomorrow (laughs) tomorrow but i hope i hope you see the progression steadily and i think next year is when you start seeing that hitting the ground and going and going and going i want nothing more than for that to be true sure i'm just like i said i'm I'm the browns realist right now i'm a realist and i'm a little spoiled again because i look at other quarterbacks and i look at how the nfl has changed i look at i look at a guy like justin herbert i was not a fan coming out of college he doesn't do that next year guarantee even joe burrow I wasn't the biggest fan coming out of college. thought he would really struggle. He's going to break like a million rookie records, Joe Burrow, immediately. Uh, Justin Herbert looks fantastic. Tua, I wasn't a fan of. I'm still not even that sold on him. Um, and then you look at other guys, same draft class as Baker Mayfield. Uh, J- Lamar Jackson, MVP, uh, looks like he's the second coming. Uh, in terms of actually being a quarterback... These last couple games, though, they've not. He, they've kind of figured him out a little right, bit. Right, that's what I was going to say. Is In terms of actually being a quarterback, you guys know where I stand on that. I don't think Lamar Jackson's a good quarterback at all. I think he's a he's a video game out there. He If he's not running, he's not a threat. Um, but I look at other guys. I look at I look at Andrew Luck, who came in immediately and was, was a great quarterback, Pro Bowler, taking his team to the playoffs. Uh, Russell Wilson took his team to a couple Super Bowls within a few years. He's going to win MVP. Patrick Mahomes, first year, immediately wins MVP as he as a starter. I just look at these other guys and I think, these guys didn't take them a fucking minute. They're immediately in there. They step up. They're playing lights out. They're dominating the game. Baker, you're still like, okay, it's year three. Oh, he's getting better. He's doing this. It's like, dude, you were the number one pick three years ago. You're not getting any younger. You need to show something. And I still think he, like I said earlier, he's making the same mistakes that he was making his rookie season. His his accuracy is still questionable. His decision making is still a little questionable. Do I think he's ever going to be that quarterback that's going to put us above to the next level to be a Super Bowl contender? And that's what scares me because I don't want a quarterback that's just like, you know, yeah, he's like Philip Rivers, like you said. Yeah, you'll make the playoffs, but you're never going to win a championship. To me, I'm like, then fucking get rid of him. I don't. Mm-hmm. I want to win a championship. I don't want to waste my time with this fucking guy for the next ten years to be Kirk Cousins or someone like that. Of like, you know what? He's decent. He might make a Pro Bowl or two. You might sneak into the playoffs a couple times, but you'll never win a championship. To me, I'm saying, fuck it. Get rid of him. I want to win a championship. I know it's easier said than done. Who are you going to replace him with? Those All those all those questions come to mind of, like, you can't just throw him on the street and expect to pull in, you know, Tom Brady in his prime off, off the curb. But I think we tend to forget, and I hate being that guy who always throws back all these old stats, but... Some of the Hall of Fame quarterbacks that we look up to that we respect, the Brett Favre's, your Peyton Manning's, your, all, I mean, hell, go back. I think I think it's also have John Elway. Mm-hmm. Their first three, four, five years in the league were iffy at best. I right. mean, they weren't they weren't the mind blowing stats that we're now seeing out of a Patrick Mahomes, right. or Lamar Jackson. And that's what's hurting Baker Mayfield. Is right. It's a new era of the NFL. It's this true. Is, I agree. If you're a first round pick, you come in and you start playing immediately, or else we're looking to move on. So I get it. I just think that I I guess I'm always going to have that little part of Baker's back that I'm, I'm, I'm kind of just like, you know, dude, get it together. Yeah. You have the skill set. I, you we know you do, you know, that's there. I just think it's putting it together is not as quick enough. And to your point with the Joe Burrows, the Tua's and the Herbert's, we all were on 
Baker's dick his rookie year too because of how good right. he was for the little bit of time he played. And what happened in year two, people realized how Baker played. And I think all those stats of Burrow and Tua, and especially Justin Herbert, because that play that he has is not going to continue next year. <laughs> I, it's all going to get as back down As long as it continues this year for one of my fantasy yeah, teams, I that's all you. I care that's about. Yeah, I get That's a hell of a steal right there. But um, I think it's going to come back down to earth for a lot of those people. Joe Burrow, right. I think, might be just the second coming of just a nice right. pocket he's, he's quarterback. Dominant. Yeah, he was a no-brainer. I can't argue that. Pick. I mean, yeah. he's a hell of a quarterback. His arm strength, his, his recognition. I just can't stand how fucking cocky that dude is. Yeah. But I get it. But right. at the same time, I just think. He's a winner. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, you know, I, like I said, I want nothing more than for Baker Mayfield to dominate. I want him to be an MVP candidate or win win one. I want to be a Super Bowl contender. I want all the great things that come with, you know, football. Every, every time Baker makes a mistake, I just put a clock on how long it's going to take you oh, to I post get, something I get on social pissed. media. <laughs> I get so fucking mad. You know, if it's something that he had, you know, he couldn't control, then I get it. Like, if he gets strip-sacked, it's like, okay, whatever. It's sometimes unavoidable. But sometimes you see him make a throw and you're like, what the fuck was that? And I'm yeah. just, I'm scratching my head. Like you were the number one pick. Like you can't make these mistakes. Like you can't be the number one pick and then go out there and play like Gardner Minshew and just be like, oh, fuck it. I'm just having fun. I'm a fun party guy. Like that, that, that shit gets old real quick. And then like the other thing that pisses me off is like, we'll watch a game and we're so used to losing, obviously. Let's say we're losing a game against the Steelers or something. We're getting our asses kicked like we did a few weeks ago. All of a sudden, there's a fucking stupid commercial for, for for Baker Mayfield on the TV. I want to fucking throw my remote right through the TV. Like, I mean, get the fuck off my screen. That's not his fault. He just has really good agents that get him yeah. in some. I'm sorry, but some of those those commercials are hilarious, especially the one that he has. Uh, what's his face in it with him? Our left tackle, Jedrick Wills. Those are funny. And then the ones he does the Heisman. The, you see the new one with the uh, where he's like getting yelled at by Den, like Howard. Yeah, Desmond Howard. And then, and then you see Lamar Jackson like he can't perform when he's not under pressure. Yeah, <laughs> he can't I, open uh, the fucking door. <laughs> I uh I see those commercials and again if we're if we're losing the game that those commercials are on or you know whatever um whatever happened with the Browns that week uh I know I find no joy in those commercials. That's okay. <laughs> I am again losing irritates me, it ruins my week. The Browns could win a game, and I could just move on with my day. It means nothing. The Browns lose, my whole day is fucking ruined. I have to bitch to everybody. I'm pissed off for the whole week. If they win, I'm like, oh, all right, whatever. Time to go to work. Let's do this. Let's do that. But if they lose, holy shit, that's all I think about. What's I'm, your honest-to-God prediction for tomorrow? Texans have one of the worst defenses in football. With Nick Chubb coming back, assuming that he's as healthy as they claim. They just, just activated him this morning. Yeah, so assuming he's you know 100% good to go, even if he's 85%, uh, you also still have Kareem Hunt. You're coming off a bye. You're well-rested. Teller's back, which is huge. Yeah, you have Wyatt Teller back at right guard. You have a lot of health coming back on the defensive side. I think they're expecting Jordan Phillips to play. Um, Denzel Ward will be good to go. He missed practice, but he's okay. Um so you have some bodies coming back. You have again the the bye week against a horrible run defense. I think I believe they are the worst run defense in football, if I'm not mistaken. So we should dominate the line of scrimmage, but that's what's going to scare me. Are they going to stack the box and just say fuck it? We're preparing for the run, but are they maybe not talented enough to do that? Because if they, they are, have much of a secondary, anyway. right? But if they are, then they're going to say, all right, Baker beat us. Obviously, Odell Beckham tore his ACL. He's out for the year, as all of you know. So it's Baker and 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 Jarvis Landry. In the air, that would scare me, to be honest, because uh, Hooper you know. Bryant, I, I like his. I like yeah, his I forgot Hooper. Back. Hooper's coming back because he had that appendectomy or whatever a couple of weeks ago. I don't know. I'm just I'm nervous. If you, I feel like defenses know that if they force Baker to throw the ball, they have a better chance to win the game. Obviously, if your run game's dominating, look at the Titans. If if Derrick Henry doesn't get going, the whole Titans offense doesn't get going. Um, so that's kind of how I how I feel about the Browns right now. We're in a typical. We're we're kind of in a Tennessee Titans situation to where. If our running game doesn't get going, 
you have to put the ball in your quarterback's hands, it's not going to play out well. Yeah. And I hate to I hate to lump Baker Mayfield into the Ryan Tannehill category, but for Gosh. me, that's that's the tier he's in for me right now. He is a game manager at best. It's one of those things where you know the games where we assume we should win. You're right. That's like, what you're nar- most nervous about. When you have the Las Vegas Raiders fly across the country to Cleveland to play in shit weather, you think, okay, Browns are going to dominate this game. No, we got our asses kicked. You know, it's just little things like that. The Browns should have won that game. Yeah, I get it. So I, I, I think that it's going, I think that with um, Hunt, and a Hunt back, but uh, Chubb back tomorrow, I think um, it takes the pressure off a of Hunt that was he was experiencing these last couple of games. Right. Because he knew it was his hit and his show, and he had to keep the, the running game going. Yeah. Um, but the fact that, that Teller's back is going to honestly make a big difference because I believe so too. He's, uh, I mean, he was the highest graded offensive yeah, lineman yeah, in football I mean, that before offensive he got hurt. Line, it's not like they weren't blocking, but they just weren't running the schemes correctly how they mm-hmm. needed to. That zone blocking is only ran if you're really on top of it. And now with both Chubb and Hunt, the pressure's not going to be in either one of them. Chubb's just going to pound it down your throat, and Hunt's going to be your specialist to go on the outside. I think I think we'll see the offense we saw in the first couple games, and I'm, I'm glad. I, I hope yeah, so. I think we should beat them by easily by two touchdowns. I hope. My other issue, though, is the weather. It's supposed to be it's supposed to be, to rain it's supposed to be rainy with like 40-mile-an-hour winds. So that again, We can't catch a fucking break with this weather. That, again, could put Baker in the, uh, in the tough situation of – you know, he can't really throw the ball that well because of the win. So we're really going to have to rely on the run game. So it's up to the Texans to stop it. Uh, defensive side, it's going to be a nightmare for us to stop Deshaun Watson. It's going to be a nightmare for... Well, with the weather, it might play in our I favor. Mean, but he could run, though. They don't have a running back, which is nice. David Johnson's out with a concussion, so their starting running back is Duke Johnson coming back to Cleveland after being traded for the first time. Uh, could be exciting, but again, the Texans aren't a very good team. They fired Bill O'Brien. They're going with interim coach Romeo Cornell. Um, another form of Brown. We should, like you said, we should win this game. Yeah. But anything's possible. I'm not sold on this Browns team yet, as you know. So they should win. Am I confident? Absolutely not. Because they should have beat Las Vegas, I think, two weeks ago. Yeah, that was a very, very hard game to win. That watch. was just a frustrating game of just garbage football yeah. all around. So that was a tough one. Um, so we'll see. Let's talk about the rest of the NFL, though. Yeah. Uh, what's anything surprising you so far? Because I believe the last time we recorded was before yeah, week one. Well, so. my biggest surprise easily is the fact that the team that I thought was going to go to the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, Dallas. I forgot about them. Cowboys, man. And who was your other pick? Do you remember? Uh, I honestly don't remember. Uh, it's either Cowboys or Green Bay. One of the two. Well, and I know you picked the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. I meant like AFC. Oh. Um, Baltimore. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Was, and they're right there. Yeah. So, so they're okay. But yeah, I mean, I mean, this has been a very interesting year all across the board. So I mean, not only does the Cowboys, well, you didn't see Prescott getting hurt. I mean, with with Dak not, playing, I mean, they were still pretty bad. They before weren't doing he got very hurt. well. But I mean, the Cowboys are a huge surprise. Um, another surprise, I, I think, um, Colts. Honestly, I didn't. I mean, I guess we kind of saw them being good this year. Yeah, but I mean, I didn't know, but their defense is pretty legit. Yeah, I, I didn't see their defense being their strong suit. I right. thought, okay, they took the year off after Andrew Luck retired with Jacoby Brissett. They get Philip Rivers. I thought, okay, Philip Rivers being plugged into right. that offense, they should be pretty good. The offense isn't even their best part. I mean, that's what's crazy to me. I did yeah. not expect that defense to be as good as it I is. I didn't expect Buffalo to be where they are at this year. That's True. a surprise. I mean, they, I, I think though, they're they're a they're they a might weird, be a product of their schedule. They're but... a weird team, yeah, because I mean, they go out and they beat the shit out of the Seahawks, which. Seahawks defense is 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 one of the worst in football. Truthfully, but they beat him at home, right? Uh, in Buffalo, you mean? Yeah, I think I don't remember. I'm not saying the traveling, is but no, 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 it absolutely. That's yeah. why. Yeah, that's why I thought the Browns should have beat yeah. the the Raiders because of that long distance travel, playing in shit weather. But 
But yeah, Buffalo is an interesting team because I mean there have been games where it's winnable games and they've they've choked, and then they had a game like against Seattle where they just fucking dominated a, a, yeah. an arguable. Well, they're six and two right now. Super right? Bowl contender. Yeah, a lot of people think Russell Wilson might be the MVP, and then they go out there and just fucking dominate. Don't get me wrong, Russell Wilson got his. He threw a few touchdowns. He had a great game. Um, but yeah, the Seahawks defense is just so fucking pathetic that I think uh, that's going to be there. Well, because you think everyone, everyone now thinks of Seattle, and you always think of the defense. Yeah, the Legion of Boom, and, and you're like, oh shit, the yeah. Of and then you're like, no, they're gone. Like they're, they, they're all gone. They traded two first round draft picks for Jamal Adams, and his first game back yeah, last week, he gave up like multiple touchdowns, yep. and their defense got smoked. So not a great trade there for Seattle, but. Yeah, so Buffalo, I agree with you. Baltimore Steelers is right too. about where I mean, you're at. Steelers, we thought would be good, but I didn't think they'd be this good. Yeah, the Steelers are weird too because I mean, you start off the season, they had first three games of the year, or whatever, were against winless teams. They had a pretty easy start to the year. Then they beat a couple decent teams, and then last week they played the the, the Dallas they Cowboys choked it up, with man. fucking Garrett Gilbert, ex Browns hard knock like, he's legend. Har- he's, har- he's harnessing the Cleveland Browns mentality and going yeah. after the Steelers right now. The uh, yeah, he went in there in his first career start. I mean, he didn't by any stretch of the imagination, play well. But Pittsburgh had no... They didn't know what to do. They just went out there very flat. I think it could have been one of those... They were looking ahead on the schedule. They saw the Dallas game, and they're like, fuck it, easy win, who cares? And they went in, and Dallas gave them a little run for their money, a little bit of a scare. Uh, so that was interesting. That's the thing with with the the Steelers, is they, they dominated the Browns, which, don't get me wrong, I don't think the Browns are a legit contender, so I'm not putting anything into that of, like, as a, a strength... Like a, a, an important win, if you will. Uh, but I don't know. Yeah, the Steelers are surprised. Did not expect them to be undefeated at this point. Um, and the funny thing is, they're not even playing that great. No. Like their defense has been kind of up in the air. They've had some games where they've played dominant, and then they've had other games like against the Cowboys where they look like shit. And the Cowboys have a makeshift offensive line, a backup quarterback, everyone's hurt, everybody and their fucking brother's injured, and the Cowboys' defense really wasn't stopping much last they week. Have a, they have a good defense, the Steelers do, and that's the thing, they can slot people in and still do pretty well. Yeah, um, it's a system, it's strictly a system. What I'm really interested in seeing is that off, that, that receiving core the Steelers have, very young, very talented. Yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, you got the John, you got, I think it's Johnson. Yeah, um, Deontay Johnson, he struggles to stay healthy. Yeah, Claypool is up and down. He has yeah. some hot games, and he's, but he's still good. He's a rookie, so yeah, he's one of those guys that has to kind of find his and own. He got Juju, and then you yeah. got, I think there's someone else that I'm forgetting now, too. But I mean, they got talent on the offensive yeah. side. I don't like Connor. I think Connor's an overrated yeah, running I don't back. Yeah, like, I don't like their running backs, uh, to be honest. I think that they, they need to go somewhere leave a lot to be that, desired. But... And you got Ben, who's who's a year or two away from retiring right now. You hope. So I don't. Yeah, right. <laughs> you never know these days. I don't know what he's going. To, I don't know who they have as a backup for for him. But I mean, I, they have Mason Rudolph and Josh Dobbs are the only two quarterbacks on the roster. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. That that was a surprise to me. And then I think that's. I mean, as far as the losing side goes, I didn't think I'd I'd see New England this poor this year. I mean, I thought they'd be contention, at least contending with how. I, they, I, from it, the it, beginning, does it prove to you though? Was it the coach or the quarterback when it comes to that? I mean, it's hard to say because Bill swapped Tom Brady for Cam Newton, and they're totally polar opposite quarterbacks. That's why I thought if Bill's going to implement his system with Josh McDaniels, and they just want to keep going with the status quo, I thought uh, Andy Dalton would have been a perfect fit for them. I thought I think a guy like Nick Foles would have been a good fit for them. Get a nice quarterback that's not going to make mistakes. He's just going to stand stand in the pocket, run the offense. Quick, quick plays, just like the Patriots were doing with Tom Brady, and it worked. You put in Cam Newton, who his his first thought is run. He's a running back yeah. by nature, and he he likes to you know chuck the ball deep, long, drawn out plays. He's not much of a quick you know slant route kind of guy. So I I was really 
I was truly baffled by that signing when they when they brought in Cam Newton from the beginning because I my, that was my first thought of like those two don't fit right. Belichick offense and Cam Newton the way he plays quarterback those two don't fit and lo and behold it's not going well right right and then the other thing too is uh, Tampa Bay who has collected more than enough stars down there they just got Antonio Brown back first game back last week they got Gronk they've got Mike Evans they've got um, um, Chris Godwin Chris Godwin Leonard, Leonard Fournette, Fournette. they've yeah. got McCoy on that team too yeah. if I'm not mistaken yeah. So they have literally, they're collecting stones, like Infinity Stones from Avengers. They are and... the greatest Madden 2015 team you could imagine, basically. Absolutely. <laughs> and Brady's trying to duct tape it all together down there yeah. with a, what, 6-3 and three record now? Or 6-5 and five and... Yeah, six and three. Six and three, I think. Yeah, they just got embarrassed. And he by just the got Saints his ass smacked week. around by the Saints last Worst week. Worst loss of Tom Brady's career also happened to be Antonio Brown's first game as a. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneer, yeah, yeah, and they lost like what was it, thirty-eight to three or thirty-one yeah, to three, something he like couldn't that. Couldn't even do it. He couldn't move the fucking ball. It was it was embarrassing. Like I was, I was expecting that to be the game of the year almost. Like, Absolutely. These two quarterbacks, prime time. I know they played week one, but I thought these two prime time. Shit, this is gonna be fucking awesome. And embarrassing. I Sean mean, Payton yeah. had the plan. Had yeah. the plan. In they place. they knew exactly what Tampa Bay was gonna do. Tampa Bay stood no shot. Yeah. General, what what about you? What are your surprises in um of the year so far? Um, you know. I'm a little surprised. I mean, first and foremost, obviously, as we already mentioned, the Steelers are my biggest surprise. I was not expecting them to play as to be undefeated and be as good as they are. Um, Chiefs are right where you expect them. I'm a little surprised, as we mentioned, by the Colts, their defense. I wasn't expecting them to be that good. Um, the Ravens have a little bit of a hangover, it looks like, from being so dominant last year. They're still winning, but they're just by no means they look like the same team that they were a year ago. Mm-hmm. And I mean that's good for me as a Browns fan. I want to see them be awful every week. So sure. it's it's nice to see that they have some flaws, they have some weak spots, and teams are defenses are starting to figure out Lamar Jackson in the regular season opposed to just waiting for the playoffs. Well, like you said, they're making him try to throw to And yeah, teams. if you make Lamar Jackson play quarterback, he's not much of a threat, I don't in my opinion. Huh. Um another on the bottom of the league, some uh, some surprises, I guess. The Jets and Giants. I wasn't expecting them to be as bad as they are. I was expecting them to be bad. That division is fucking atrocious. Oh yeah, the uh, well, that's yeah, the NFC East. That's that's pathetic. I mean, the NFC East as a whole is a shock to see. Uh, Riverboat Ron gets hired by Washington, uh, the nameless football team. I, I expect okay, he's got second year quarterback Dwayne Haskins at his at his helm. He is going to coach him up, see what he's got. And they gave him about three weeks and pulled the plug on him. And I think that that's kind of a shitty thing. Why waste your entire offseason prepping this guy to go out there and play to give him three weeks and just pull the plug? I think that's a mistake. I think Haskins has more to him than, right. than that. I think he, he just need. I mean, he, he, like, it's kind of the Baker thing you were talking about. He's in now in year two of being a professional quarterback, uh, quarterback and he's in coach number two because yep. they fired his coach midway through, coach number three, technically, because they fired his head coach midway through the season last year. So it's one of those situations where, you know, it, it kind of sucks, but maybe a team gets a good guy in him. And you bring him in, and he, he's only been in the league for two years. Somebody trades for him in the offseason, or maybe they release him even. And maybe he starts, starts fresh, gets his career going again. Uh, another surprise for me is Carolina. Yeah. Teddy Bridgewater has that team playing really well with Matt Rule. Um, Christian McCaffrey got hurt, and I thought, okay, there goes their whole fucking offense. Right. And they didn't skip a beat. Mike Davis came in, and they've been playing great. McCaffrey came back last week, albeit they lost to the Chiefs. Shoulder injury now, he's out again. And now he's out again. So we'll see if they're, you know, they can keep this momentum going for the most part. But I'm, I'm impressed by Carolina. Um, 
The Falcons are up there for one of my surprises. I was expecting them to be a little bit better this year. If they ever read a book on a team that can lose in the worst fucking way, I mean, that's the Atlanta. Like they now know what Clevelanders feel like. Yeah, from my perspective, all like, crammed into like two years. I don't. I don't like. feel that bad for Atlanta because it's like you know what, live in Cleveland for fucking twenty years and you'll understand a little <laughs> bit of that pain. Um, Aaron Rodgers is really fucking going out there this year. He was my he was my, he was my pick for MVP. He was, I he thought was. I I said you know what. They didn't draft. They drafted a quarterback. They didn't get him any weapons. This guy is going to be out there going, "Fuck you! I still have it. I'm showing everybody that I still and have it." And he's doing it. Devontae Adams' pick for my fantasy team there. has been nothing but a glorious pick. Devontae Adams is arguably the best wide receiver in football right now, thanks to Aaron Rodgers, oh, so who's crazy. just lighting it up. So, yeah, a little bit of surprises. We're about midway through the season. I mean, I am. I guess we could go honestly. Most of the league is surprising because we could stick in the AFC South as we were talking about the Colts earlier, and. The Titans are a little bit of a surprise right now. They're on a, a three-game losing streak, I think it is. They're looking yeah. like shit the last few weeks, so that's surprising. They look very beatable. The Texans overall are a bit of a surprise. I expected them to be bad after they traded DeAndre Hopkins. I remember being on this. We did the, the show that yeah. week, and all I talked about was that's a fucking horrible decision. I don't think you know they, they had no business getting rid of DeAndre Hopkins. I think that's going to hurt the entire offense. Lo and behold, they were horrible. Bill O'Brien got fired, so they're a little bit of a surprise. Um Miami Dolphins are a huge surprise. Right now, they're a playoff team. I'm a Tua fan. See, I I, I want to see how he does the rest of the year, but... It, to me, it's a, that's a weird situation because you're in a spot with Ryan Fitzpatrick where you're like, okay, we're a playoff contender right now. We're playing well. Fitzpatrick's doing just enough to win, but it's Tua time. I you feel like that him. man that's crazy. needs to get his own gold jacket for just being the big journeyman of, the, Honestly, of, his, I mean, of his entire career. Honestly, I mean... Talk about being a professional. Like that's that that. Well, he dude... wasn't a little bit there at the end. He kind of let him. He, oh yeah, he was honest. He's like, I'm heartbroken. I yeah, he's it's... like, he's like, I basically got fired, and I had to go sit with the guy that took my job the same day in the quarterback room, talking yeah. about Tua. And it's like, but he's like, that's the NFL for you, though. So yeah. it's just weird that they were winning, and then benched Fitzpatrick, which yeah. I understand because I think they they like like Browns fans should realize they're not a Super Bowl contender. Right. If the Dolphins snuck into the playoffs, they're probably losing first round. So they're like, fuck it. You did great. You got us going. We got momentum. People are happy. Let's see what the rookie can do. So yeah. it's interesting coaching. I think Brian Flores is a really good coach, and I think he's an up-and-comer for, like, I mean, he's he could be one of the rare Belichick tree guys that actually has success. Another guy who's surprising, another coach, is the uh, the Cardinals coach. Cardinals are playing pretty decent football, too. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? That young dude. I forgot his fucking name. Um, great. I should have brought him up without even knowing his fucking name. Um, I fucking know it too. It's right on the tip of my tongue. Cliff Kings, Kingsbury. Yeah, there you go, Kingsbury. Yeah, I knew I'd get it. I mean, Kyler Murray's playing a, a hell of a year right now. He's doing yeah, really the, well. I mean, the Cardinals are a surprising team for me. Hopkins is fitting really well on that team. They're, yep. I mean, everything. I mean, Kyler Murray's having not only just a great quarterback year, but he's also having a pretty good running back year too. DeAndre Hopkins is doing what we all wished Odell Beckham would have been doing in Cleveland when we traded for him. But don't don't get me wrong; I don't think those two are even on the same planet. I think DeAndre Hopkins is in a, he's in a league of his own in terms of wide receiver. Um, but I think that's a little bit of what we expected out of Odell Beckham, and then Odell came here with Kitchens, and nobody knew what to do with anybody on this offense last mm-hmm. year, and it was a nightmare. Then you fast forward to this year, and same kind of thing. Odell was a little underwhelming. Jarvis Landry's been underwhelming. The entire passing offense has been a little underwhelming, if you ask me. Um, which is weird to say because, again, Baker has 15 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. You look at that on paper and you go, oh, shit, he's doing great. But after watching each game every week, you kind of go, well, I don't know. There's a lot to be desired out of this team. And, and touchdowns are mostly going to his tight ends and his running backs. They really are, and that's the other thing. Like Even Jarvis Landry brought up, he has zero touchdowns this year so far. 
And he's like, you know, it hurts. He's like, I want more. Don't get me wrong, but it's whatever we have to do for the team. I don't know. I'm just not to, not to keep dwelling on Baker. I'm just I, I can't get confident in the guy. I really can't. He gives me no reason to be confident in him. So I don't know. I hope for the best, but I prepare for the worst. That's a Cleveland. So uh, one final thing before we move on from the NFL, I want to ask you this question that's been asked multiple times. Sure. Since Odell went down. Yep. Is Baker a better quarterback without Odell on the field? Tough to say. It looked like it against the Bengals, obviously. But sure. again, you're playing the Bengals. Baker came out, lit it up. As soon as, as soon as Odell got hurt, Baker Mayfield went like 20 straight passes without an incompletion. It was incredible. Right. Then you fast forward to the Vegas game. Yeah. He looked like shit. It didn't matter who was out there. We could have had Odell Beckham, and I don't think it would have mattered. Baker, yeah. Baker. I mean, do you want to blame the weather? Yes and no. At the same time, you're in Cleveland now. If you want to be the car stats were were horrible. Right. The worst I Baker's think Carr's a bad quarterback though. That's just me. But I look at it as you are in the AFC North. You have to adapt to this this climate. You're going to play in games like this. Do you think Ben Roethlisberger uses weather as an excuse, or does he bundle up and go out there and get shit done? That's why he's a Super Bowl champion. Baker Mayfield can't go. Well, you know, or Baker Mayfield fans. I should I should say Baker's not going to make to make excuses for himself. But Baker fans can't go. Well, it was rainy. It was windy. It was this and that. Like you're you're in Cleveland. Sure. You 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 play in Pittsburgh. You play in Baltimore. You play in Cincinnati. Weather's going to be shit in this division. You have to either be adapted to it, or you got to go. Right. So, an October game against the Vegas Raiders with a little sleet and wind, and Baker plays like that. Imagine a snowstorm in December. Are you then going to go? Ah, he'll be fine. Or are you starting to go? Oh shit, that's actually a good idea. Playoffs are on the line. Week seventeen. Browns are playing in a fucking snow blizzard. Are you confident Baker's going to be able to do what he needs to do to get the job done? Or are you starting to go, I won't even say blizzard, because obviously that makes it nearly impossible to throw. But just any inclement weather, Sure. do you think Baker can get it done? Or are people just going to have to use that excuse of, well, the weather wasn't good. Tomorrow's I mean, going to be a test. He did have a rain game last year that he did pretty well against. So yeah. he, he, it, he's, show, again, showing that he's capable of doing that. Right. But yeah, you're right. Against Vegas, is horrible. Uh I agree with you. I mean, it's yes or no answer for me as well. I think that yes to a point where it takes his mentality off of trying to get Odell involved all the time. Right. That's I, that's the biggest thing, I think, is that he no longer has in the back of his mind, I have to make sure I throw it to Odell a few times to keep him happy. His, now it's just, yeah. fuck it, I can sling it. And then, like I said, he went out against the, the Raiders and right. didn't do that. It. But but weather wasn't we'll, we'll great. We'll see what happens these next whatever games. But I think yeah. his mentality always has been, his first read has always been Odell. Right. As soon as they come out and he gets the ball in his hands, his first look has always been Odell. Correct. And sometimes it's longer to Odell than it needs to be. Yep. So now he gets the ball, he's looking back, nothing at Jarvis, nothing at Brian, nothing at Hooper, boom, I got Hunt in the side here. Yeah. Throw it. That's his read progress now, you know? And I think now without Odell out there taking that focus away, he's he's was able to move his progressions quicker. We'll see, though. It's still allowed to be said. We'll see how it happens tomorrow and the weeks to come. But I'm not saying the Browns are better without Odell because that's stupid to say. But I think Baker's mentality and progression is better without having to focus on Odell. Yeah. I, has, here's another question. This, has Odell played his last game as a Brown? Um, it's, That one's a tough one to say, too, because we still have him under contract. He's still relatively young. Um, He is coming off his second ACL injury. I don't remember. Is it the same knee? Uh, I don't think so. I don't no. think so either. So he's coming off. He's got two bum knees. Um, Sounds like me. Hasn't been exactly productive in Cleveland. I mean, he had a decent year last year, but a thousand yards for a wide receiver in, in 2019. It really isn't that exciting to me. Right. Um, so he hasn't done a whole lot. He did cost us a first round pick. 
So that's the other thing too, is what are you going to get in return? Are you just giving him away? Or are you at the point you're just, you know, you're so fed up with him that you're like, fuck it, get out of here. Or are you going to say, here, we want a second round or third round pick even. And if no one's willing to bite, fuck it, we'll just keep him. That's fine. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Do they just want him out for peace of mind? I think they're going to dangle him. I mean, definitely. Don't get me wrong. I think they might, they might put him out there and put him on the block. But again, it's going to come down to what are teams going to offer and what are the Browns looking for? Do they just want to get rid of him or do they actually want you know, a good return because you can't trade him now anyways and him being hurt. Yeah, no. I mean, but, we have to wait till the off season. But I'm, I'm curious to see what they do. I do think they look for trade bait with him. Yeah, I could see I, that. I think they try to get better in going to the next draft because I think next year's draft is going to be defensive-minded. I, I feel like they're going to As load, up, load I mean, up on defense next year. From my perspective, I think the one of the key things the Browns need, and this isn't a knock on you know Odell or Landry or anything like that, we need a big wide receiver. We need a guy that's like Someone six foot six two, three, two. Yeah, yeah, at least. Um, I mean, Odell's what six one, if that. And well, Peoples and Jones is what six two, right? Six something one, six, like that. But I mean, he's big. I'm talking like I want a number one wide receiver. Like I want a DK like Calvin Metcalf. Jones. I want a. I want a. God, what a fucking guy that's turned into, isn't right? it? Right. I want beast. I want DK Metcalf. I want DeAndre Hopkins. Give me that big guy that's gonna keep, give me a Mike Evans. I want a, a wide receiver like that. So. That's to me. That's top of the list for me, uh, and then obviously defense. We need just about one of everything. So that's. I mean, we got a we'll, we'll, have, we'll have a long off season to discuss the draft oh, yeah, and all that yeah. and what we're going for. But right now, yeah, I agree with you completely. Defense is up there at the forefront. Almost again, any position for the most part. You could take Odell, flip him around, get a second round pick, draft a like you said a big wide receiver or a, a all star you know whatever defensive player in the first round yeah and then load up in that big t- wide receiver two or three and then the rest yeah of it it's, i mean yeah it all depends on a lot of possibility i think you need to get more ammo i think the the browns it's weird because next year's a first year we're going into no extra draft picks right first, as of now it's as of now it's the first year yeah. we'll be going into with without the slew of draft picks that we were used to having we'll see what comes. andrew barry's really made of this yeah, year this true. one's gonna be a real test true because true. you know i was skeptical on that hire as well i'm but, liking it so far i was all for it Yes and no. I mean, we can't always agree. I guess we have to have something to talk about. So, I mean, he he can't control injuries. So the Delpit pick, I think, would have been huge. Uh, he got hurt, obviously. So that that was a huge loss, and that's you can't blame Andrew Barry for that. Um, first round, Jedrick Wills has played great. That was kind of a no brainer. You take a left tackle. He's been the best. He's been the best tackle out of the draft so far. Yeah, him and him and Mackay Becton have been the top two. Becton, I think Becton's hurt now. Right? He, yeah, he's he's been banged up most of the year, but when he plays, he has been really really good. My yeah. buddies that are Jets fans. They make sure to tell him that they they love him. They yeah. say he's a fucking beast. He looks like the next, you know, Orlando Pace. Yeah. So we'll see what happens out there with the these, I think these Harrison draft Bryant's picks, been a good draft too. Harrison Bryant's been good. Um I mean that's one of those things of like he's a he's a tight end, he has a few touchdowns, but he hasn't really done much consistently. He needs to he's he's not an interior tight end, if you will. He's more of a slot tight end. He's not a, a good blocker as of yet. Um, but, you know, that's stuff that you can be coached sure. and yeah. developed in this and that. So it's been okay. I'm okay with some of it. Uh, I'm a little, again, in terms of free agency and filling holes, getting Malcolm Brown right at the end of training camp has been a huge move at linebacker because linebacker was such a fucking desperate position for us. Um, I'm not I'm not anti-Andrew Barry by any stretch of the imagination, but, you know, it was year one. We were all fired up for John Dorsey's first draft. Looked great for the first year. Then when you actually go back and analyze it a couple years later, you start to go, oh, shit, he actually fucked up on yeah. a lot. So <laughs> that's kind of where we're at with Andrew Barry. I'm, I'm not knocking him. I'm not running him out of town by any means. Uh, we'll see what happens in the future. But I don't know. I'm just – I can't get excited for Baker. I really can't. I, I wish I could. We're 5-3. and three. I should be excited. I should be happy. But I'm really not. I'm 
I'm at the point of like, you know what? Fuck them. I almost don't even want to make the playoffs. I want to just get a draft pick because we're not winning a Super Bowl. So right. what's the point? But then again, I do understand it's nice to say we made the playoffs for, for how long it's been. So yeah. for the Browns, I could maybe break my my pissiness of the Indian stigma that I have of like, fuck it. Who cares about going to the playoffs just to get eliminated? The Browns, it would be kind of nice, but at the same time. It would be a stepping stone. Yeah. I remembered the one and only playoff game I watched against the Steelers in in 2004. I I was devastated after that loss. I couldn't sleep. I was a fucking kid. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. I was devastated. So just knowing what I went through then, I know it'll be 10 times worse right now. <laughs> and if we go out there and play like shit, or even if we lose a heartbreaker, just well, to they see just everybody. The, they just passed the thing where they're letting an extra team in the playoffs, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's the other thing too, is now the Browns are going to make the playoffs, but it's going to be because of a rule change. We're not, you know what I mean? Like, are we even actually going to get it or? That's why the Indians made the playoffs. I know, and I <laughs> wish they wouldn't have, you know me. <laughs> so, you know, it would be nice to say, but at the same time, I don't want to go on Twitter and see everyone shitting on Baker if he has a fucking horrible playoff game. Right. Cause it'll be his first ever playoff game. So let's say he goes there and shits the bed. Everyone's going to be like, this guy fucking sucks. And it's going to put into my head. It's going to further my argument of, yeah, he actually does fucking suck. So yeah. Baker already has enough enemies out there because it's who he is. Right. You know, I just can't get every fucking week. Colin Cowherd every fucking week has to bring up like his last, his last take was about giving uh, the Colts the, Oh, they, they played really well. They bit this team, but like you can't give the Browns credit for going out there and smacking the Colts around. Right. Like, where, where is that at? Like, just because you hate Baker that much. Pretty much. It's like, you, you can't, yeah, it's just like, I hate the fact that he has a voice that big. I also think that Colts game, was, it was a great game, don't get me wrong. The Browns won, great win. However, I do agree, not agree, because no one said it, but I do think that it could have been a little different if they were a little healthier. They were without Darius Leonard. Sure. And I think he's their, he's their, he's their, def, he's their defensive quarterback, so... With him on the field, maybe things could have gone differently, but he wasn't there. Fuck him. I mean, it's the NFL. You play You play who you play. play so, you play your schedule given to you. And yep. Every, yep. That's just how it is. I can't knock the Browns for beating a team that maybe they would have lost if everyone is healthy, because the same could be said for the Browns. Maybe the Browns would have beat the, the Vegas Raiders if they had Wyatt Teller and Nick Chubb. Yep. You know what I mean? So, you know, everybody goes through it. Next man up. You keep playing. I wish I could be more excited about the Browns, but to me, they just look like a middle of the pack, fucking maybe eight and eight, maybe nine wins, sneak into the playoff team. I'm just, I'm not. Ten and six, baby. Here we come. I mean, I don't care. Fuck them. Fuck them. The point of the story, folks, is the fact that Justin's a fucking roller coaster. (laughs) I really am. Every fucking week. I want to win a fucking Super Bowl. I don't give a shit about just making the playoffs. (laughs) I want to be a fucking Super Bowl contender. I'm I'm sick of looking at the Steelers. They're undefeated. The Ravens just won a fucking uh, MVP for Lamar Jackson. They were the best team in the league. They're probably going to make the playoffs again. Mahomes comes in. He's in his fucking fourth year he's already got super bowl mvp this and that oh, he's getting fired fuck? up here he comes it's just he's bullshit and then we got fucking baker who's just out there like <laughs> hey i'm in a progressive commercial i threw five touchdowns against the shit bangles oh my gosh and All i can right. hand it off take like a, a motherfucker take a breath it's okay <laughs> god damn it <laughs> his old days are ruined now all right i'll let kyle cool me down with some golf talk take it away kyle all right so golf as much as you love watching it we all know the masters as we're recording it's going on right now so the other question we we talked about before we went on the air was just mentioning the fact that another over the I think it was yesterday, um, someone posed a question. So if Tiger and Tiger, I think currently, if I'm gonna take take a look at the stats right now, I think he's like six shots back. So Beats he's te- he's technically not in the running as it sits, um, unless he goes on a mad spree today. But if he were to be in the running, where is he at? Yeah, he's yeah he's plus one today, so he's not gonna be in the running. But if he's in the running come Sunday, as as, as the time, time frame setting up, it, the Browns game will be starting at 1 o'clock, 
And then the final stretch of the Masters would be just like the final nine holes would be going on. Would you rather watch Tiger try to win a back-to-back Masters and tie Jack Nicholson? Or Nicholas, or would you want to watch the Browns? And honestly, my answer would be watch watch Tiger because I love watching golf, playing golf, and I think it'd be really cool because Tiger is a once in a lifetime person. You're not going to see come along very often in his sport, and I would love to see if he could tie the record and go back to back. But Justin would rather watch um, babies being fought. I would rather watch uh, the Jets and the Giants in a loop. Just playing each other, the two worst teams in the league, football. I would rather watch the worst game ever than watch golf for me. Golf is so fucking boring to me. I don't play it. I don't understand it. I mean I get I understand it. I just don't get like the excitement of it. Uh I, I'm just a high strung person, so I guess a lot of people play golf and it's like a relaxing thing to do and it's it's calming, but to me it's like you're outside in the fucking sun, just sweating and standing still. You're not actually like playing a real sport to me. It just drives me mad. <laughs> I can't, I don't understand it. My brain can't process golf <laughs> and then watching it to boot. Oh, no way. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. I mean, you just have to, you have to like, like playing it in order to watch. To right. Watch and that's it. for me, like I could care less. I don't never been a golf fan, never cared. Um, I'm familiar with some of the bigger names. <laughs> um, obviously I know Tiger Woods and Jack and all those guys, but yeah, no, it just doesn't do it for me. Like when people start posting all about the masters or whenever and years prior, they're always like last year when Tiger won, people were like, greatest fucking sports moment ever what a comeback blah blah, blah. and i'm like who gives a shit like, <laughs> it meant nothing to me like who it, fucking it, cares it's, it's a huge moment for a couple of reasons one being tiger <laughs> being the masters and the fact that he's on the other side of the hill right now yeah and he's still he's beyond that hill. well he's beating these younger players because this is who he is and skill level how many back surgeries has this man had i mean how many times has he gotten smacked to the club from his ex-wife i mean it's 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 been a it's been a very interesting run now i'll him. pose a question to you since i don't watch golf or sure. know anything is the talent he's facing opponent wise good? Yeah. Like, like, hear right me out. Right now. So, yeah. Are the people Tigers facing in the last couple of years, is there anybody there that's like even close on par to like Jack, to Tiger, to even Phil Mickelson? Like, some guys that were like really good for, for really a long time. Not these guys that like, okay, he won one, one tournament, then you never really heard from him yeah. again. Like, are there consistently really good players that you think could, will go down as some of the greatest golfers I, of all time currently? I, 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 I truly don't know. So it's hard to say because there's some really good names out there that have won a lot of matches, like Rory McIlroy, Justin Thomas. There's, I mean, Which, there's, Rory McIlroy is a name that I know of from his winnings, but what's he done recently? Anything, I mean, to be honest, I really don't know. he's in the world right now. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, he's up there. I think he might be even number one. I think Justin Thomas number one. There's Dustin Johnson. I mean, there's people, and, and, and like football... And like you mentioned earlier, we talked about Patrick Mahomes and the quarterbacks of today. Right. The game changes. Mm-hmm. The The game has changed in golf. The training has changed in golf, all because of who Tiger Woods was. Okay. And how he's transformed that sport and got more people involved, training, taking it serious, doing certain things. I mean, I think the competition has come up tremendously with golf. Okay. Back when Tiger Woods was doing what Tiger Woods does, there was Tiger, there was Phil Mickelson, and there was nobody else really. Okay. And that's why Tiger was so dominant because his team was There was a nobody even on his, on his back. He was, he yeah. Was just, yeah, he's that good. Okay. But now the talent level, there's so many more people involved in golf. I think the talent level has, has come up, mm-hmm. and there's every week it's not the same person winning all the time. It's it's back and forth because there's a lot of good competition. I mean, how there's a fucking guy right now, uh, DeChambeau, who can drive it close to 500 yards, you know, 400, 450 yards. Happy Gilmore. 
It's it's insane <laughs> how powerful this guy is because he took a year off and he retrained his body and strength coaching, got real good at certain things, and now he's brought that talent to this year. And he's he's bombing his ball hmm. because he, I mean it's just it's crazy how the talent has changed. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's been interesting. But the fact that that Tiger's still competitive yeah. at his age. In this PGA is is it speaks volumes. I mean, okay. hell, Phil Mickelson just hit fifty, and I think Phil right now is at twelve or thirteen right now overall in the Masters. That's, that speaks that's volumes. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that speaks volumes to how those two are. Yeah. You know, I mean, I love watching those two go back and forth when they had that Phil versus yeah that Tiger like Thanksgiving thing, thing with, last year. Yeah, or whatever. with uh, with Peyton Manning and uh, Tom Brady. That yeah. was fun to watch. Yeah, I didn't. Know? I didn't watch that. But either. anyways, I'm just saying it. It's fun for me to watch when Tiger's playing, even when it's, he's not playing. It's nice. I will only watch golf on Sundays, really, because that's the final thing. You can kind of see some really good competition. Mm-hmm. I'm not one to get into uh, golf watching on Thursdays and Fridays because it's a lot of movement. Yeah, and it's just boring. Golf and it's to too, me. it's too early. Yeah, so yeah. that's just my t- my take on it. But it's the Masters. It's like the Super Bowl for, um, you know, golf. Golf, basically. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, for those of you still awake and listening to this, uh, <laughs> Son of a we're going we're gonna to wrap it up here. I think that was a nice comeback episode. We are officially, again, we want to apologize. Life has just been hectic. Everyone's busy. Uh, our schedules are no longer lining up the way they used to. So this it's tougher to get together and record, but now we should be in the clear to you know be consistent again. So we'll keep doing these for your listening pleasure and luckily it's getting ready to start snowing so golf will no longer be topic of the week but uh, back to hockey then so yeah exactly okay. now we're gonna talk about the, the pond so uh that's gonna do it anything else you got i got nothing okay i think we covered it all uh we'll talk to you guys next time i was gonna say next week but no promises i don't want to get the hopes next up. two to three weeks yeah. we'll talk to you again. we'll talk to you soon yeah. hopefully by then i have a different stance in the browns but i wouldn't bank on it It'd be much worse by that point <laughs> all right see you guys later